0: Welcome to the My Do Podcasts, where we learn what it takes to make it as an entrepreneur in South Africa.
1: This journey of becoming an entrepreneur, is mm. it's changed me as a person. That I can tell you without a doubt. Um, I think I've grown in leaps and bounds as not just a lawyer, but also a business person. Because, you know, with law... I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when in the past lawyers weren't allowed to advertise, uh, yes. they weren't allowed to uh, tout, and so that was something that we were taught at university. You know, you only get your business by word of mouth. So was, there was something that I had to learn in business that now you actually can advertise, but most of my business comes comes through by word of mouth, which I think is one of the best compliments you can actually get. In your future, yeah. when other clients refer work to you, so that's generally how I I grew my practice. You know, um, it's how it's, it's how I do it do things. Um, What's up, everyone? My name is Deborah, aka Tebs, and
0: thanks so much for joining us. My do is a business accelerator who assists African entrepreneurs unlock value. And every week, I will be interviewing the founders of the various businesses who have been part of their programs. Here on this podcast, you will learn what it takes to make it as an entrepreneur in South Africa. This week, I'm joined by Merlisha Haripal, founder of MH Attorneys. Please make sure to like, comment and subscribe on your favorite podcast channel. We love to hear the feedback. Now here's my conversation with Merlisha. Welcome to the MyDo podcast. This week, I'm joined by Merlisha Haripal, founder of MH Attorneys. Merlisha is a commercial attorney specializing in general commercial advisory and litigation and a specialist in employment and labor law. Merlisha has been practicing law since 2007 and has been in practice for her own account since February 2018. In present times, Practical legal advice is crucial to obtaining positive results for clients. MH Attorneys offers pragmatic, real-life solutions to their clients' problems. The client's best interests always come first. They always strive to look at their client's matters from every angle to determine the best and most affordable route for the client to resolve the issue. Marilisha, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Tabofa. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, maybe just give us a brief professional background. Did you always want to be a lawyer when you were growing up? And how was um, your journey before you decided to open up your own business?
1: So I grew up in a, in a very small community on the West um, I In school, I always got involved in, in everything. So debating, um, I stayed for public speaking and that kind of thing. So I think it was always a a dream to be either in law or politics. And I think I went for the safer route, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I I grew up, like I said, in a a small community. And it also, you know, growing up in a small community sort of teaches you how to um, deal with people because we always got involved in everything in the community as well. You know, that was how my parents um, brought us up. So... That was you know sort of a foundation, and then, after school, it was a toss up you know between a few things. actually, it was law, um teaching, and politics, and i wow. chose and I chose law, yeah, so I, okay, I carried through with that in uh, adversity as well, just getting involved in as much as I can be involved as you could as well. That's interesting. And
0: in terms of your articles, um, where did you um, practice and did you always know that you wanted to open your own practice?
1: Oh, definitely not. I didn't. <laughs> I think when you're <laughs> that young, you, you, you just want to see whether you actually in the right profession, firstly, you know, yeah. Um, and articles is difficult, you know, I did my articles at a firm called Bikari Bolo Mariano in Rosebank, They're a medium-sized law firm. And I got exposed to just about everything. I mean, if throwing you in at the deep end was their way of teaching, it it worked. Yeah. You know, Okay, that's, that's literally what they did. And I got a lot of exposure there. Um, doing, doing your articles is difficult. Um, it's a time where you're sort of finding yourself and finding yourself in law, if I can put it that way. You know, um, and I think. Towards the end of my articles, when I I actually ceded to go and join a, a firm, I was offered a position in a labor firm, and that's okay. where I, that's where I met my mentor. Uh, you know, at that at that firm, and that was the one of the best things that could have happened to me because it pushed me in the direction of labor. And ah. so, even you know, when I started at BBM in my articles, I was being exposed to everything: family law, litigation, debt collection, everything. And and then I decided to specialize in labor uh, when I joined um, Clive Hertog, who was my mentor. And okay. no, that's how I, that's basically how I started my career. I was then working in other law firms. So no, I didn't know that I would one day become my own uh, boss. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So, so if you didn't know that you were going to become your own boss, then what, what made you take that leap of faith? Because, you know, I'm sure it's, it's, it's already a daunting journey just being a lawyer. It's, it's, it's another thing, opening up your own practice and trying to get your own customers to represent as well.
1: But it's funny that you use that, those words, you know, that, that leap of faith, because that was exactly what it was. Um, I think everybody gets to a point in their careers where they start realizing that they can actually do this on on their own. Um, yeah. So, like I said, you know, I worked for a number of other law firms, and then I got to a point where I thought, you know, I'm writing these fees, I'm working these hours, and then I'm getting my salary at the end of the month, and that's it. You know, so yeah. I'm working so hard to to make someone else richer. You know. Um, and it, it was a combination of factors, you know, I also have two little kids and yeah. so there was that aspect of, of being more flexible, you know? So it, yeah. it really was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken in my life. If I look back at it now, to before I can tell you now, I don't know where that courage came from. <laughs> I've always been a conservative person. I'm a conservative lawyer. Um, and I always tend to earn the side of caution, but that was probably the best decision that I ever could have yeah, made. In my absolutely love that. I I love hearing people's like stories of how
0: they started their business and what actually pushed them to start. And I'm glad that you took that leap of faith. Oh um, okay, so so now you you you're in the business. Um, you you're on your own. Um, how have you now been able to navigate trying to build your business and? grow your customer base and also your speciality like why did you pick the, the speciality that you're practicing in
1: now so there's, so there's a quite a few uh questions there so let me yeah let me let me start by saying that this journey of becoming an entrepreneur is mm. it's changed me as a person that i can tell you without a doubt um I think I've grown in leaps and bounds as not just a lawyer but also a business person because, you know, with law, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when in the past lawyers weren't allowed to advertise, uh, yes. they weren't allowed to uh, tout, and so that was something that we were taught at university. You know, you only get your business by word of mouth, so mm. it was there was something that I had to learn in business that now you actually can advertise but most of my business comes comes through via word of mouth which i think Mm -hmm. is one of the best compliments you can actually get in your business when other clients refer work to you so that's generally how i i grew my practice you know um it's how it's it's how i do it do things um i i give the service and then i hope that the client is happy enough to refer other clients to me you know i love that yeah. yeah, I take guts yeah. and grit. And I only realized that you know when I actually did it. It it was a journey because I planned it um, for about a year before I actually left my previous company. Mm. Um, you know, so it was a lot of planning, a lot of leaving your comfort zone. You know, of a salaried position and jumping into this world of the unknown. But I actually come to love the thrill of it, I, I won't lie to you. I, I never saw myself as someone who could get their own clients and, um, you know, run their own business. But that's why I say it's changed me as a person. Now I like the thrill of going out and, uh, you, you know, pitching for new business and marketing yeah. myself and and the firm. I obviously work harder and and stress more than than I did when I <laughs> you did before. Of course, <laughs> but I think every 20. entrepreneur can relate. Yeah. yeah Yeah. and I mean I I enjoyed my job before you know when I when I worked at other companies but since being on my own I think I love my profession more
0: okay I I get that I I can 100% relate again Um, all the stuff you're saying I'm like yes agree 100% (laughs) (laughs) okay so so your firm what 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 do you specialize in so um, what kind of cases do you take um, and, and who would be the type of customer that you would then normally engage with?
1: So, like I said earlier, you know, my passion and my, my area of specialization is labor and employment. That's where I like playing, you know, in my practice. But my firm specializes in general commercial um, so all commercial ag- agreements, drafting, vetting, negotiating, uh, reviewing all commercial agreements, and then litigation and employment law. And when I say litigation, it's high court litigation primarily, contractual okay. disputes and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what we do. I mean, we are a general commercial uh, practice. All right. And with lawyers, I mean, I'm not sure if it
0: works the same. Are you guys like – you know, like Gauteng-based and you normally just service um, clients in, in, in this province or can you also work nationwide? I mean, with the with the evolution of digital and, you know, just us insane. using Zoom, yeah, um, has that been able to open your eyes in terms of how far and wide you can offer your service?
1: Definitely. Look, the primary client base is in the Gauteng area, But I do work for uh, companies that sit in Cape Town, in Durban, um, Limpopo. You know, I've got clients countrywide. um, And the firm is now also starting to do some international deals. So Mm. um, I feel like you said, you know, with with, uh, what happened after the pandemic started and this move into the digital space, um, I think it opened the doors for, for attorneys like me to actually branch out. We're not limited to just the area in which our practice is situated. You know, now we can have Zoom meetings with people, you know, overseas and and internationally. So it it does a bit. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy that like all these digital platforms which we're
0: so comfortable with today were things that we never used before and people always insisted on face-to-face meetings but I guess the the pandemic has come with some I guess evolution in how we work as well so I guess that's good for you yeah Without a doubt. yeah
1: in the legal profession itself boho, it has evolved literally overnight because our court system I don't know if you know lawyers kill forests you know yeah. the lot of paper that we use but, yeah that you use yeah but now our courts are also moving into online you know we have a system at the high court called case lines and we upload documents there so it's also now saving us as attorneys time and that in turn saves the client money because now mm-hmm. we don't spend hours driving to court or you know driving to deliver documents and things like that it's all happening digitally as you know meetings are happening on zoom and teams and you know, so it does save a lot of time to do things. Yeah. I do miss the face-to-face interaction, but it does save time. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it all, right?
0: <laughs> you have to choose, pick and choose. All right. In terms of, I guess, like your biggest learning, because you did say um, becoming an entrepreneur is something that hasn't just changed you from a professional so- um, setting. What do you think your biggest learning has been since you started your business?
1: I think in terms of, of learning, I would say that it's, like I said earlier, it changed me as a person. So mm. learning has been constant growth for me every day as a person. You know, I, I'm now the marketing person, the accounting person, the you know, I'm, I, I do everything within the firm. So I think from that perspective, I can say that being on my own has been a learning uh, journey. So every day mm-hmm. there's something new that I've, that I've learned. But I think also I've learned a lot about myself and mm-hmm. my ability to actually generate work for myself. And um, I've recently taken on a candidate attorney. So now I'm learning how to be, you know, a manager of, yeah. <laughs> of <people. laughs> everything else. Um, yeah, so it's been a constant journey of learning in, in every facet of the business you know
0: absolutely love that yeah and i think continuous learning you know we always hear that phrase and we normally just think it's attending a course and getting your cpd no. points but <laughs> there's on the ground real life learning That's
1: exactly <laughs> that also happens. what i can't pick one thing it's it's a it's a journey it is definitely a yeah journey.
0: yeah yeah and uh for mh attorneys what are your future aspirations for your business where do you want to see it grow to
1: so look, I, I'm in my fourth year on my own now, um, and I always say that if I made it to three years, then the sky's the limit, you know. Um, so my approach to business has always been to grow steadily um, and always maintaining that upward trajectory. Even if it's a slow upward trajectory, as long as we're moving in that direction, I'm happy. Um, in the next five years, I, I'd ideally like to see my, my candidate attorney grow into a fully fledged and successful attorney in my firm possibly yeah. in, a higher, in a higher position and training younger recruits herself. I'd like the firm to be in a stronger, strong enough position to be able to hire more uh, young attorneys who can grow within the firm. And, uh, you know, in doing this, one of my, my life goals has also always been to empower young women because mm-hmm. I don't think um, I had that confidence or, or knowledge that I would ever be an entrepreneur myself. And I think a lot of young women particularly from previously disadvantaged backgrounds, feel the same, you know. Um, So I can start this by hiring women and training, becoming not just good lawyers, but business people, you know, who will one day possibly even become my partners here at the firm, Hmm. you know. Love that.
0: Love that. Absolutely love that. I mean, you're, you're a woman after my own heart because all the
1: causes which are important to you are what's important to me. Well, I think we okay. have to be. We have to have that. It's up to us yeah. to 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 foster that in young women.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. Okay, if people want to get a hold of you, your firm, what are your website details? Are you? I mean, I don't know if lawyers can be on social media, you know, no touting, like you said. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how do people get a hold of you?
1: So, um, I... I do do i give you my cell phone number, <laughs> well, number well you give right? how
0: yeah how do uh, clients get a hold of you
1: yeah um well i am on linkedin um i am on um on linkedin and i have a website it's www.mhattorneys.co.za and um, my email address is malicia at mhattorney.co.za okay fantastic
0: yeah, that's enough. I think as long as there's a website and people can find you online, then that's, that's all that's required. But this has been really insightful, Militia. Um Thanks so much for joining us on the MyDo podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Boho. I appreciate the
0: time. All right. Cheers, man. thanks so much for making it to the end of the podcast hope you learned a thing or two if you want to find out more information about my dough please go check out the website it's www.mydo.co.za. don't forget to like comment subscribe we love to hear the feedback till next time cheers